Well, you know, I think what's important to note about a ceasefire is that it's not one-sided. Hamas has been sending thousands of rockets into Israel as well, and what is important is for us to identify our goal in terms of what safety means, in terms of what defense means. That's uh, Democrat Congresswoman, believe it or not, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, who has a brain the size of a shot glass. An empty shot glass. She was on CNN saying incredibly dumb things, as is her habit. Just extraordinary. Yeah, it's uh, too, because she's like, well, you know, I know that the Israelis are the bad guys here, but... You know, Hamas, they're firing missiles and rockets, too. So let's not forget that. Yeah, yeah, now you got your finger on the pulse there, kitty cat. She, uh, Boy, she should really still be uh, serving shooters somewhere. The fact that, uh, you know, democracy has gone this far. This is, uh, she's proof that democracy can go too far. <laughs> you know, it's, uh, I understand anybody can be president, but... This goes too far. And there are a whole lot of them. In fact, the squad, the squad is out there, and she's one of the squad. It's, you know, it's the death squad uh, against the Jews and against America and against capitalism. It's the squad, and they're Democrats, and Democrats vote these people into office. Then they're proud of themselves. They pat themselves on the back because, you know, she's perky and bushy-tailed, dumb as a stump, but never mind that. They, uh, they like her anywhere. You've got the uh, squad now pushing for what they call a ceasefire. And what that means is now that the uh, troglodytes have gotten their licks in, it's time for Israel to stop retaliating. That's what the term ceasefire means in the current context. And the Democrat Party is an anti-Israel party. And you got Rashida Tlaib and Ilhan Omar, who are basically jihadis. And you've got uh, the bartender here, uh, AOC, who uh, drives a Tesla and lectures other people about it. And she didn't know that lettuce grew in dirt. And she doesn't know what a garbage disposal is. And she's not a, a smart person, is she? But you've got the squad now pushing for what they call a ceasefire. A ceasefire. And I want to get into that and a number of other items uh, right now. And we are, of course, at 888 9625. We were talking to Ron, who had called in from Potomac, Maryland. And uh, Ron is Jewish, and he's talking about how crazy it is that Democrats uh, who are uh, Jews support the Democrat Party. How could you do such a thing? And Ron was uh, in the midst of thanking his many Christian friends for being on the, you know, the right side of things. And Ron was asking, how many, I don't know, how many, uh, uh, you know, Jews vote for the Democrats? And I looked it up in the meantime, and it uh, turns out that for Joe Biden, 68% of Jewish Americans voted for, that were voting, voted for Joe Biden. 68% voted for Joe Biden. Only 30% of Jewish Americans voted for Donald Trump, who had the Abraham Accords and, uh, and as Ron said, had Iran back on their heels and, um, you know, but uh, it's, a, it's a liberal thing. You wouldn't understand, honestly. Every day is an IQ test, and it's pretty amazing. When Donald Trump was running against Hillary Diane Rodham Clinton, uh, Hillary Clinton got 71% of the Jewish vote, and Donald Trump got 24% of the Jewish vote. His Jewish vote increased when he was running against Joe Biden, got 30% 
of the Jewish vote, less than a third. Joe Biden got 68%. And you got to, you know, keep in mind that Barack Obama, who got 69% of the Jewish vote to Mitt Romney's 30% of the Jewish vote. Uh, Barack Obama funded Iran, the world's number one state sponsor of terror, which is dedicated to the total destruction of the state of Israel. And Jewish Americans vote for the people, you know, who are bad for them. Uh, You know, if you care about Jewish life, then Barack Obama, bad for you. Hillary Clinton, bad for you. Uh, Joseph Robinette Biden, bad for you. Donald Trump, good for you. And, uh, you know, it's this is what information dominance is all about. Owning the propaganda landscape, right? Now, the New York Post has the story, squad members draw outrage with Israel ceasefire resolution. Quote, pro-terrorists. That's the headline in the New York Post. And these lefties who uh, are, you know, uh, genocidal anti-Semites like Ilhan Omar and Rashida Tlaib and and apparently the very dim-witted Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, more than a dozen far-left House Democrats called for an end Monday to the nine-day-old war in Israel with a resolution that referred to the October 7th Hamas terror attacks as armed violence. They call it armed violence. And made no mention of American hostages held in the Gaza Strip. Kill one hostage, no electricity for another month. Maybe water. We'll talk about water. We'll see. You've got the Mediterranean there. Surely you can purify water to make it uh, potable, drinkable water, right? But no electricity for you. You have one hostage, no electricity. You kill one hostage, that's no electricity for a full month. Kill two, you see how this goes? Kill 12 hostages, that's no electricity for the Gaza for a year, and you can stew in your own ignorance, your own violent madness. So the ceasefire now resolution introduced by Representatives Cory Bush of Missouri, a radical extremist. You know, the Republicans really need to learn how to message. Rashida Tlaib, a jihadi from Michigan. Andre Carson of Indiana. Summer Lee of Pennsylvania. And uh, Delia Ramirez of Illinois demands that the Biden administration immediately call for and facilitate de-escalation, that is, stop hurting the people that hurt you, and a ceasefire to urgently end the current violence, that's what they wrote, and promptly send and facilitate the entry of humanitarian assistance to Gaza, the majority of whom would vote for Hamas, according to a poll from June, and elect them to be their leaders again, even though Hamas stopped having elections as soon as they seized power because they are authoritarian, a lot like the Democrats. I am grieving for every Palestinian, Israel, Israeli and American, that is lost to this violence. My heart breaks for those who will forever be traumatized because of it, Corey Bush said in a statement. But they're calling, you know, okay, well, now that the Israelis are, uh, uh, you know, uh, meeting out a beaten here, it's time to stop the Israelis and allowed the troglodytes time to regroup. All right? That's uh, that's the thing about them. Now, let's go to uh, let's go to Harvard because at Harvard, the uh, you know, they they had uh, 30 some odd groups sign on to a letter condemning Israel, condemning Israel 
um, when they were attacked. And at Harvard University, there were a lot of Arab groups and Muslim groups, but it wasn't just the Arab groups and Muslim groups. It, there were a lot of Arab groups and Muslim groups at Harvard because they're very open-minded. Their brain fell out long ago. Now, the Harvard Arab Alumni Association is now asking for donations of money to give to the Harvard students who are now the victims because they signed on to this anti-Israel letter, right? Now, let me share this with you because this is madness and the Washington Post is not covering it because they're filthy and they're not a, a news organization. Hamas supporting Harvard students beg for donations to, quote, support their mental health, end quote. I do think they're mentally ill. I'll give them that. After suffering, quote, relentless bullying, end quote, over supporting terror attack on Israel. A group of Harvard student organizations issued a statement after the October 7th terror attacks by Hamas blaming Israel. The signatories declared they, quote, hold the Israeli regime entirely responsible for all unfolding violence. Now, these people are at war against civilization, and they're at Harvard, which doesn't come as a big surprise. The letter was met by outrage and a campaign to blacklist those who signed on to it. Days later, the Arab Alumni Association appealed for donations to help. And here's what these animals had the temerity, the audacity to ask for. Harvard's Arab Alumni Association asking for donations following their anti-Israel letter. And they wrote of the Arab students at Harvard University, they wrote, they have been subjected to relentless bullying and intimidation. I seriously doubt that. They, and if they were, beep you. How about that? They've been subjected to relentless bullying and intimidation. Did they have their heads cut off? Were their babies murdered? They may require legal counsel, health care, mental health support, financial aid, or mentorship to navigate these turbulent and uncertain times. Well, why are there turbulent and uncertain times on the campus of Harvard University just because you expressed your desire to join the genocidal racism of Hamas and the genocidally racist radical Islamic jihadi groups in that region and around the world? Why, oh, why, one might ask. Isn't that amazing? So these pathetic losers who went to Harvard, therefore members of the Harvard Arab Alumni Association, asking for donations for your hate group. And uh, honestly, Harvard should be closed down. It's time to close Harvard, honestly. And uh, I heard more about this this morning, too. I'm calling for the Congress to take over the District of Columbia and take away home rule from the District of Columbia. I think that's overdue also. It's time that happened. This is not a government that's capable of governing itself. But back to the uh, Harvard Arab Alumni Association has appealed for donations to help students' mental health 
after they were subjected to, subjected to relentless bullying and intimidation for blaming Israel for the Hamas terrorist attacks. They should be deported if they're not U.S. citizens. And if they are U.S. citizens, the FBI should uh, put listening devices into their dark and remote locations. The Harvard Undergraduate Palestinian Solidarity Committee issued a letter on, on October 7th, that's the day of the attack, co-signed by 33 other Harvard student organizations, stating, we, the undersigned student organizations, hold the Israeli regime entirely responsible for all unfolding violence. Really? Talk about victim-blaming and victim-shaming. Why don't you blame them for the Holocaust in the 20th century, too? The students leading the 33 organizations and the Solidarity Committee, anybody that's part of something called a Solidarity Committee should probably be in Supermax, were named and uh, faced calls to be blacklisted from future employment, which they certainly should be. They included the son of a British businesswoman, Joe Malone, J.O. Malone. On Wednesday, the Harvard Arab Alumni Association wrote to members appealing for help in supporting their students because they may require, you know, legal counsel and health care and mental health support and financial aid and mentorship to navigate these turbulent and uncertain times. <clears throat> you guys, you know, I can't say the words that I'm thinking right now because of FCC regulations, but let me just say to you, that, um, um, well, I do not consider you to be in good favor with Western civilization. Let, let me modify that. With civilization. You animals are uncivilized, all right? And uh, you should be, if possible, deported. Now, Joe Biden will give him positions in the Defense Department instead because that's the Democrat Party that we have and I would like to, uh, honestly, if you're Jewish American and you vote Democrat, I'd love to hear from you because I'd love to hear your explanation. I really would. I also want to share with you the former Utah Governor John Huntsman. He's jumped in, um, generations of Ivy Leaguers and his family. He's jumped in. And former Senator Ben Sass, now a university president, uh, has weighed in also. I want to want to share these are, you know, appropriate responses. I'll get to those with you in, uh, in just a couple of moments. Hey, uh, you might be feeling overwhelmed thinking about the upcom upcoming holidays. Time to start getting ready for all that. Hard to think about when, you know, everything's more expensive than it was a year ago and a couple of years ago. Maybe your credit cards are being pushed to the max. Well, now's the time to pay off that debt and get your finances under control you can do it before the holiday season really even kicks in. If you're a homeowner, American Financing can help you access the equity in your home for instant savings and cash. They're saving homeowners just like you. An average of $700 a month on credit card debt and interest payments. Think about how that money could help you and help your family. And if you start today, you may actually be able to delay two mortgage payments giving you extra holiday cash. Cash is good. It costs you absolutely nothing to find out how much money you can save. The holidays are going to be here before you know it. So call their salary-based mortgage consultants today. They don't make money off you. They, they make a salary. At American Financing, 
Call them at 888-402-0299. That's 888-402-0299. Or go to AmericanFinancing.net. NMLS 182334, NMLSConsumerAccess.org. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, they're they're raising money on the the butchery, the savagery, the murder, the rape. Hey, I might need mental health assistance. Yeah, I think you do. But if you can go to Harvard, I think you can pay for it yourself. Hey, it's Chris Plant, excited to tell you about our July 2024 Listener Sea Cruise. We'll be sailing around the British Isles, visiting Scotland and Ireland. Please join us. Book by this July 31st for extra savings. Visit ChrisPlantCruise.com. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford anything, wherever you listen. Ah, let's go to, uh, let's go back to the telephones. And I've got, uh, I've got so much more. What do you hear these students that have been brainwashed? The zombie apocalypse is upon us. Let's go to Mike calling from Gainesville, Virginia. Michael, you're on the Chris Plant Show. Mike in Gainesville. Mike isn't there. Where did Mike go? I don't know where Mike went. Where did he go? He was there and then he wasn't there. That's crazy. Let's, uh, let's, well, we don't really have time to, because the next person has a longer point. Mike in Gainesville. Saying, you know, even if the residents of Gaza had their own water and power plants, the Israelis could still take them out with missiles. That's what Mike was uh, saying to Jasmine, wonderful Jasmine on the phones today. And um, Mike, that's true. That's true. The Israelis could take them out with missiles. But here's the funny part. Uh, They don't have to because they don't have their own power plants and they don't have their own water plants. They depend on the Jews to keep the lights on at night. And to keep grandma warm and to keep the clean water coming. And then they attacked the Jews and murdered their babies and their grandmothers. And they're like, what? You're turning the electricity off? Didn't see this coming. That's a cultural IQ test for you right there. They don't have to knock out the power plant with missiles because the morons don't have a power plant. See? See how that works? Ah, the savagery of humanity on parade once again. Talking to Seton Motley. Seton Motley, my friend Seton Motley. Says, you know, they're already asking Israel about an exit strategy. They want to cease fire. An exit strategy. You got to put a stop to this. We're almost two years into the Ukraine war, and nobody's been asked about an exit strategy. Nobody's been asked about a ceasefire. Isn't that amazing? Why is that? Oh, it's because Putin's a bad guy, right? <laughs> but Hamas? Hmm. Yeah, isn't that crazy? That is, uh, that's wackadoodle-doo. There's no doubt about it. 
Now, there is a former senator, a good uh, good thought by uh, Seton Motley there. Hey, uh, ceasefire, um, uh, exit strategy. What are we, what are we doing? We got to stop this. But Ukraine, you know, that should just go on and on, right? The entire U.S. military-industrial complex has its shoulder behind Ukraine. The Pentagon, the now former chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, thoroughly modern Milley, I mean, he said, oh, yeah, the Russian tanks will be in Kiev in 72 hours. Then five days later, uh, recognizing that he was going to leave the military soon, retiring and have to get a bunch of jobs on boards of defense contractors, said, oh, I think this could go on for a decade. Now, uh, Hamas attacks, and you got uh, Democrats on campuses and in Congress cheering on Hamas and the massacre of the Jews, which is just psychotic, and yet Jews vote Democrat overwhelmingly, which makes no sense. And now, oh, you gotta got to stop this. Gotta, oh, the Jews have to stop, it, you know, because obviously a superior military. And uh, they got to stop, right? They got to stop. Now, Ben Sass, former Republican senator, is now a university president. And um, he uh, stepped up because he saw all the anti-Semitism on campuses and so on. Former Senator Ben Sass condemns academics for talking about Halloween costumes and microaggressions, but remaining silent on Hamas's terror attacks on Israel. He's now the president of the University of Florida, Ben Sass, criticized university leaders at his own university and their reaction to the attacks on Israel. He said, it doesn't really seem like it should be that hard. I think that's true. We will protect our students and we will protect speech, which, of course, lefties don't do. Former Nebraska senator who became president at University of Florida in February condemned fellow university leaders for their response to Hamas terror attacks on Israel. Speaking with Fox News on Sunday, Sass criticized universities for speaking about every topic under the sun, right? Except, and uh, Ben Sass, we have it, he was on uh, Fox News Sunday, uh, the day before yesterday. We had too much to get to yesterday. Um former Nebraska senator, now university president, Ben Sass. you got so many universities around the country that speak about every topic under the sun, Halloween costumes and microaggressions, but somehow at a moment of the, the most grave, grotesque attacks on Jewish people since the Holocaust, they all of a sudden say there's too much complexity to say anything. Moral clarity is in short supply in the United States of America and certainly on university campuses. And the reason is Democrats. The reason is the left, which has taken over the Democrat Party. And there is some form of moral moral clarity, I guess, in that they see the world as being broken up into two categories of people, victims and victimizers. They've decided that people that call themselves Palestinians, terrorist group named Hamas, they're the victims because they've been left to their own devices and provided electricity and clean water and fuel and food by the Israelis, um, and the Israelis are the bad guys. Then out of the blue, 
this savage, homicidal, genocidal attack on their Jewish neighbors. And, uh, that, and uh, you know, the Israelis are still the bad guys. Now they have to stop. They're anti-police. It's the same mentality. Being anti-police and pro-criminal is the same mindset, the same mentality as being anti-Israel and pro-Hamas. They are pro-bad guy and anti-good guy. And, you know, that's fundamental to their anti-Americanism also. America is not the good guy. We're the bad guy, just like Israel is not the good guy. Israel is the bad guy, just like the police aren't the good guy. The police are the bad guy. The Democrats assaulted multiple U.S. Secret Service personnel yesterday in front of the White House. No arrests. There will be no 22-year prison sentences. Senator Ben Sass. This isn't morally complex. It's easy to condemn evil as evil. But if they want to wrestle with complexity, why don't some of these university presidents stand up and actually read the Hamas charter on their campus and then grapple with the call for the genocide and eradication of the Jewish people? Because that's who Hamas is. This isn't gray. True. This is uh, quite black and white, not to bring race into it. Uh, this, is, uh, this is not a, this is not a uh, gray matter at all. Um, former Nebraska Republican, obviously, Senator Ben Sass. For far too long, people have just gotten a pass by saying things like, by any means necessary. What does by any means necessary mean at some of these pro-Hamas rallies? It means the targeting of women and children are things that they think are to be countenanced as they try to drive Israel off the map. I think people need a lot more serious wrestling with actual texts and the actual consequences of terror groups that have made clear what their intentions and purposes are relative to the Jewish people. Which is to, uh, from the river to the sea, the River Jordan in the east to the Mediterranean Sea in the west to uh, wipe the Jews off the face of the map. It is in their charter. Uh, They demonstrate frequently that they mean it, and by any means necessary. I've been talking about this forever. This is a radical left-wing trope that you see everywhere, and it means exactly what it sounds like. They will kill everyone that stands in their way. They are the left by any means necessary. They've murdered more people than the Islamists could ever dream of murdering in human history. Although, uh, thanks to Obama, they... uh, you know, they're working toward nuclear weapons, enriching uranium, spinning centrifuges, advancing their ballistic missile program. Michael and I were talking this morning about uh, Barack Obama's spiritual counselor. Do you recall who was, and I assume continues to be, Barack Obama's spiritual counselor, the Reverend Jeremiah Wright from the Trinity United Church of Christ in Chicago, Illinois, who cheered the attacks of September 11th, declaring that that attack was our chickens coming home to roost. Do you remember that? Reverend Jeremiah Wright and Barack Obama's spiritual guidepost. America's chickens are coming home to roost. And that was uh, Barack Obama's congregation applauding wildly. Yeah. Thousands have been murdered in a radical Islamic terrorist jihadi attack on America on September 11, 2001. That was on a Tuesday. That Sunday, that was Jeremiah Wright with his cheering congregation, Barack Obama's congregation, Michelle Obama's congregation, cheering the murder of thousands of innocent people that just went to work or boarded an airplane that day. And you may remember when uh, 
when Barack Obama won the presidency, a reporter asked the Reverend Jeremiah Wright whether he would be meeting with now president or then president Barack Obama. Have you spoken with him since he's been in the White House? You ain't gonna let him talk to me. He told my baby daughter, I said he'll talk to him five years from now when he's lamed up for eight years when he's out of office. You know those Jews ain't going to let him talk to me. You know those Jews ain't going to let him talk to me. Barack Obama's spiritual guidepost, the Reverend Jeremiah Wright, Trinity United Church of Christ, Chicago, Illinois. Jeremiah Wright is alive and well and 82 years old and still a hero of the America-hating left and the anti-Semitic Democrat Party. If you're a Jewish Democrat, what is wrong with you? You ain't going to let him talk to me. You know those Jews ain't going to let him talk to me. Now back to Ben Sass, the president of the University of Florida, who penned an open letter to Jewish gators. That's, uh, you know, the gators of uh, Florida. That's their thing, to Jewish gator alums as well. And he wrote, I will not tiptoe around this simple fact. What Hamas did is evil, and there is no defense for terrorism. This shouldn't be hard. Sadly, too many people in elite academia have been so weakened by their moral confusion that when they see videos of raped women, hear of beheaded baby, or learn of a grandmother murdered in her home, the first reaction of some is to provide context and try to blame the raped women, beheaded baby, or the murdered grandmother. In other grotesque cases, They express simple support for the terrorists. This thinking isn't just wrong, it's sickening. It's dehumanizing. It's beneath people called to educate our next generation of Americans. I'm thankful to say I haven't seen examples of that here at UF, University of Florida, either from our faculty or from our students. Apparently, University of Florida has the largest Jewish student population in the United States of America, according to SAS. In the coming days, it is possible that anti-Israel protests will come to UF's campus. I've told our police chief and administration that this university always has two foundational commitments. We will protect our students and we will protect speech. This is always true. Our Constitution protects the rights of people to make abject idiots of themselves. When evil raises its head, this is is the kind of moral clarity that, that we need a lot more of in American politics, in American media, and in American society. Um, I'd like to think that I I share his moral clarity in this and many other matters. It seems easy to me, and he started out by saying it's it's pretty simple, and it is uh, to be morally clear-headed is easy for me at least. Why is it hard for anybody else? When evil raises its head, he said, as it has in recent days, it is up to men and women of conscience and courage to draw strength from truth and commit ourselves to the work of building something better. I, uh, that's why I get out of bed every morning. Thanks, uh, Senator. Honestly, very good stuff. To the work of pursuing justice and pursuing peace. They abuse the word justice all over the place on the left. That is what we aim to do through education, compassion, and truth here at the University of Florida. Now, that is uh, 
That is important because it's common sense, which isn't common, as we know. Another one of my isn'ts, friendly fire isn't, common sense isn't, common courtesy isn't, the Democratic Party isn't. There are more, but I've got to move on. Uh, just uh, just great stuff from uh, SAS. And now the former governor of Utah, also a Republican, John Huntsman, from a very wealthy family, very wealthy, ex-Utah Governor John Huntsman ends donations to University of Pennsylvania, condemns the school's moral relativism on Hamas. Silence is anti-Semitism, he said, and anti-Semitism is hate. The very thing higher ed was built to obviate, he said. But he also said, that uh, three generations of his family of Huntsman's have gone to the Ivy League University, the University of Pennsylvania. And uh, he said the university's silence in the face of reprehensible and historic Hamas evil against the people of Israel, when the only response should be outright condemnation, is a new low, he said, And he said that's the end of Huntsman family support for the University of Pennsylvania, which I'm sure has been very significant. Mm -mm 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 -mm. And uh, good for him. The Huntsman family has donated millions of dollars to the University of Pennsylvania over the years, with Huntsman's father, John Huntsman Sr., giving $40 million to the university in 1998 to the Wharton Business School, according to the Daily Pennsylvanian, was the largest ever gift given to the business school. And uh, now the Huntsman family says, uh, no more. No more for uh, no more for you. My siblings, he said, join me in this rebuke. And they're all very, very wealthy. Consequently, the Huntsman Foundation will close its checkbook on all future giving to Penn something that has been a source of enormous pride for now three generations of graduates. And uh, the entire Huntsman family says, uh, enough for you. No Huntsman money for you. So uh, good for Senator Ben Ben Sass, former. Good for former Governor John Huntsman. Republicans both. Uh, I don't see any Democrats saying the same thing. Not a single damn Democrat saying the same thing. Not one. What is wrong with the Democratic Party? More good news from the worst administration possibly in American history. Tomorrow, sanctions on Iran expire having to do with their ballistic missile program. Biden administration set to allow Iran UN sanctions on ballistic missile program to expire because, you know, Barack Obama and Joe Biden and the Democrat Party are anti-Semitic and they've been funding Iran and the Ayatollahs. Quote, huge victory for Tehran. Huge victory for Tehran. The Hamas war against Israel is slated to be given a 
potent shot in the arm if the U.S. and its European allies allow U.N. sanctions to be lifted on Iran's capability to purchase and supply missiles to enemies of the U.S. and Israel, according to experts on Tehran. This coming Wednesday, that's tomorrow, the so-called Transition Day. It's Transition Day. We should tell them what Transition Day means here, shouldn't we? Get a Bud Light, and I'll tell you all about it. When the expiration of the United Nations embargo against Iran's ability to procure and sell missiles and drones goes into effect. This is the Biden administration on the wrong side of everything. Remember, he was our foreign policy expert. He was going to bring back U.S. credibility. Uh, Let's uh, grab a quick call. Let's go to Don calling from Chicago, Illinois, listening on the great WLS. Don, you're on the Chris Plant Show. Hey, Chris, a pleasure to speak to you again. Uh, You know, there was a brutal stabbing of a six-year-old kid, a Muslim kid in Illinois this uh, last week, and uh, tragic, uh, some 70-something-year-old senile old guy. um, And uh, I just heard that the president wrote a letter to the uh, family with his condolences. And last weekend, we had 22 people shot in Chicago and four dead, and that's a typical weekend. It's about every two and a half minutes there's someone shot in the city of Chicago. I was wondering how many letters he sent to the families of those victims. Do you know the answer to that question, Don? I think we all know the answer to that. That's a rhetorical question on your part, I believe. Yes, it is. And, uh, yeah, yeah, people, uh, it's, a, it's a political move he's making to, to, to gain favor with Hamas, naturally. And uh, it's it's disgusting. He he is so predictable and so disgusting that I I, I don't know what's wrong with people. You you might uh, begin to think, Don, that he's not on our side and that the Democrat Party is not on our side. Uh, and you would be correct in that. And you're right. They see it as a political opportunity. A terrible thing. This crazy lunatic. You look at a still photo of the murderer who murdered this little boy, and uh, you have all the answers you need right there. The Bigger Pockets portfolio of podcasts are worthy of your investment. We're having a real conversation as real real estate investors. New episodes available every day. It's important to buy where it makes money and not necessarily where you want to travel to. Bigger Pockets on the market, rookie real estate or money podcast. The purpose of flipping is to create more cash so then you can reinvest into other types of properties. The Bigger Pockets podcast on YouTube or wherever you listen. <laughs> 